This is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Boy, you heard it. Last night, history was made. The Baylor Bears are going to the Final Four for the first time 71 years, 1950. Loved hearing Jim Nance call that at the end, the historical factor of that. I got a kick out of it uh, when they uh, when they were joking about uh, he said he was going to play it right down the middle. Nance, a Houston graduate, now going to play the Bears, and old Southwest Conference foes getting together. And uh, so an incredible night in Baylor history. And so I went to bed happy. I was not happy before that game. Uh, and uh, Stephen Simcox, great to, great to have you today. It's Mosley and Simcox doing our thing as we do at 1 o'clock every day. We're jam-packed. We've got uh, Jerome Tang, associate head coach. I'm trying to tweet this out, Stephen. My gosh, I need to let all our folks know. Uh, Jerome Tang, associate head coach, here in a couple of minutes. And then um, we got Davion Mitchell, one of the stars of the Baylor ba- uh, Bears basketball team. And then John Morris, the voice of the Bears, at uh, at 145 today. So it's packed. We are packed. Now, I wish I had more time, but I don't. It's okay. It's okay. And you get to hear J-Mo it, too, so that's all cool. Um, so it, it's uh, it's an exciting day in Baylor history. But, uh, man, it's with great sadness that we say goodbye to this uh, Lady Bears basketball season. It ended in controversy. It uh, And even before that, Stephen, I know we're getting ready to talk to uh, Jerome, but with uh, Dee Dee Richards going out in that game, uh, with a uh, look like a pulled hamstring. I mean, it just, uh, just, just immediate. You knew something was wrong. She tried to come back, tried to, tried to gut it out, and that thing just wasn't supporting her like it needed to. Bears, uh, uh, Lady Bears. It's like a 19-0 uh, run by Colorado. They got up by nine, and then the Bears fought back valiantly, and uh, and just a really rough call at the end. It looked like. Uh, it looked like a foul. I mean, it, it you know, it was a foul. I mean, the arms were coming down. They hit her. They hit her in the face as well as the arm. You got to call the foul uh, on, um, the you know, Dejanae Carrington. She'd been great down the stretch, hitting all the free throws. She is clutch. I mean, I think she's a total clutch player. Do I wish Nalissa had touched it a little bit more down the stretch? You bet. You got the player of the year in the Big 12. like to see her touch the ball a little more. It was tough because you had a freshman point guard in there. I thought Sarah Andrews, Stephen, kind of found her footing. I really do. I thought she kind of, I thought she kind of hung in there, and uh, man, it just uh, it did not work out. It did not work out. So uh, as we get ready to talk to Jerome Tang, it, it was a, it was. I, I don't know if I call it bittersweet because it ended so sweet. It ended. I mean, you know, I, I grew up trying to hear from Kaufman, Texas, um, Frank Fallon, and then John Morris. John was so young, he was just starting to do some stuff with Frank. He was a child prodigy, and uh, but Frank was the, was the voice of the Bears back then, and I was trying to listen to them as a kid when Terry Teagle was playing for them in the, in the uh, you know, Terry arrived in like 79. Oh, good, good. He, I, I don't know if Jerome wants to hear me reminisce, reminisce but uh, – Jerome Tang, associate head coach of the Bears. 
Hopefully he's gotten just a tad bit of sleep. This is not a man who partakes much in the strong drink, although I wouldn't have minded if he had, you know, kind of dabbled a little bit in it last night. Jerome Tang, congratulations. Your Baylor Bears are going to the Final Four. Man, thank you so much, Matt. And uh, we're just so excited for all the Baylor fans uh, who have, uh, you know, supported this program, man, even way before we got here. You know, just it's so awesome to see our students celebrate on campus, to, to get the, the messages from people, longtime fans. And, and how about, you know, it being an, an old Southwest Conference folk? You know, that we beat to go to the Final Four, man. How about that? <laughs> I mean, we're we're close to the same age, Jerome. I mean, think about that. You know, Jim Howler coaching at Baylor. Guy V. Lewis at Houston. And, boy, they used to come to the HOT, the heart of Texas. You know that facility out there. And, and then we had to mm-hmm. go to Hoffines Pavilion and play them. I remember one time, uh, Jerome, when I was a kid, they, they, uh, they started the stall. Howler stalled it for about seven minutes. It was pre-shot clock. They were doing anything they could to try to slow that thing down against Fislama Jamma, and uh, it almost worked. That was a close. That was a close game. But you're right. I mean, the, the history of that program, and then and then just what you guys have accomplished all your years. And so they have a redemption tale because they resurrected a program, and then you guys took a program that was just nothing you know had just gone down to the ashes and brought it back i mean it, it, it jerome you'd have a hard time making this up you know this is this is uh this is unbelievable yeah, yeah no it, it's it's uh pretty great and and you know i mean you have alvin the third going against mm-hmm. his dad alvin jr uh, on the houston staff you know father son in the final four um i mean for the first time those two guys in their careers. And, um, I mean, but, but, you know, it's just, it's just a really special, special time. Um, we, we took last night, we said, uh, coach Jacobs, John Jacobs gave a tremendous chapel, uh, yesterday. And and he, um, he's one of his first things is that, uh, when we win tonight, I am going to celebrate and you're not going to judge me. And it's not going to be, Oh no, we're going to be serious because we've got, greater goals to accomplish. No, we're going to, I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to get to celebrate till four in the morning and then we'll figure out what comes next. But they'll, you know, y'all can do what you want to do, but I'm going to sell. So, so we, we did, we, we had a, just a wonderful time laughing and just enjoying the moment. And and it's still kind of surreal growing up as a kid. And it's not just surreal as a Baylor coach. It's surreal just as a basketball fan. Right. I mean, as a kid, I would watch the final four and uh, think, man, what a great experience as a as a high school coach. You know, you'd watch it and it's just and now there's going to be some kid watching Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler and Mark Vidal. And they're going to you know, they're out there pretending they're them. And and there's some young coach thinking, man, one day I'm going to become uh, I'm gonna be a college basketball coach and we're going to go to the final four. And, I mean that whoever's that young man is that's thinking that I was there, yeah. I was there, and so it can be done, man. And so I, I'm just, I'm just really thankful and, and, and really and blessed. You're doing it, Jerome Tang, associate head coach of Baylor, joining the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox. 
you're doing it, Jerome, at such a historical time. I mean, just just the unbelievable what COVID has done, and you and they somehow kind of pull this thing off. And uh, so, I mean, in some ways, I know you'd rather have a packed Coliseum, and of course, we're all going to come in there desperate to get tickets and try to get as many Baylor fans as possible. But it just is a what a cool experience this has been. You know, last night's game. Boy, it was interesting. That was not a great first half against Villanova. Last night, you punched first. And I got to wonder, okay, how much of that was – I mean, you can't just know you're going to come into a game and get out to like a 26-11 to start. But but how much of that was preached, Jerome, going to that game? Hey, guys, let's throw the first punch sort of thing when when obviously you'd kind of come out a little flat against Villanova. Well, you know – Matt, we always want to start fast. I mean, that, that's one of the things. We, we always want to do that. Um, I don't think we came out flat against Villanova. I think Villanova had a plan. Jay Wright had four days mm-hmm. to prepare for us. And you give any good coach with a good team with some veterans four days to prepare, they're going to have a plan for you. You know, and uh, the quick turnaround – uh, Musselman's an unbelievable coach. I mean, he was runner-up for coach of the year in the NBA yeah. uh, to Greg Popovich one year. So, But it was such a quick turnaround, and he had young guys. And when you have young young guards on a quick turnaround, you don't throw, you don't throw a lot at them. You try to be more who you are. And so it was more of two teams, you know, initially being who they are and um, without them having a – a plan necessarily to slow us down. It was more a plan for how, what they were going to do, you know? Uh, and, and so you just can't in a quick turnaround, you can't throw a lot at a, at a, at a younger team. And so that, that was it. I mean, it, it was, we always want to start fast. And I mean, we, we don't want Davion Mitchell to pick up, you know, three fouls in the first half, you know, mm-hmm. you know and as long as our, he's on the floor, it just makes such a difference for our team. So it's not, um, like I, I don't think like it was we were flat one game and not the next. I think it's yeah. But the adjustment I think going into this next game, you know, we'll give Calvin Sampson's gonna have, you know, four days to prepare, and so they're go, they're gonna have a plan and we're gonna have a plan and and it's gonna be one of those grinded out kind of things and then somebody's gonna have a spurt at some point in time that's gonna maybe get some separation in the game. So you know. It's, uh, I, I, Jerome Tang, associate uh, head coach for Baylor, joined the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox. I, I, I liked uh, – it was interesting. Y'all were moving the ball like crazy in the first half. It was beautiful to watch, getting threes. It, it, you know, y'all just – and I, you've talked about this before, you and Coach Jacobs, that, that almost 15-point punch that y'all get at a team. I mean, it is – you talk about playing with joy. I mean, that's a really cool moment when y'all just kind of – You'll you'll just kind of feel that moment, you know. You've talked about surges even in practice when you see it, and mm-hmm. and, and 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 you feed off the defense and everything. And uh, I I did find it interesting that early in the second half. I mean that that was uh, that it was it was almost like Mitchell just realized, um, uh, coach, that it was like okay, this guy is not there. I mean, and I think that's a lot of that's the prep work, but it's also recognition well, on his part. This guy cannot guard me. And and you should have heard Raftery and those guys. I mean, they were just hooting at the fact that 
Mitchell is like a locomotive, and, and, and no one – they finally blocked the shot, I think, at one point, but no one can stay in front of him. And it, I thought it was cool. You went from this whirling dervish, unbelievable passing style to at some point just recognizing in the second half, this, this dude can't be stopped. And, and, and I, I, don't, you know, I don't know if that's – do you all dictate that matchup or is that Davion's instincts just sort of taking over? No, it was what the team did. Like in the first half, they didn't switch ball screens. They hedged mm-hmm. ball screens. And so you, that meant when you hedge a ball screen, that's you put two on the ball, the, the, the screener rolls, so somebody has to tag him. And uh-huh. when somebody tags, it means someone's open. So then you pass the ball and you start the defense in closeouts and in rotations. So now you just keep moving the ball till you, they run out of men. Okay, and it just it just happens if you move the ball correctly. Uh-huh. Well, in the second half, their adjustment was that they switched the ball screens. So now you just they just put a bigger guy on Davion and a smaller guy on the big. Well, now we have we got a mismatch, and so it's Davion can beat him off the bounce, and they have to help, and he finds the open person, or if they don't help, he gets a layup, and we just continually put them in mismatch situations where their big was trying to guard one of our guards, and uh, that's, that's hard to do. Yeah, and uh, by the way, this is a great all-star mix today. We've got you, and then Davion comes on next, Coach, and then uh, <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, John Morris, the voice of the Bears, to end the show. Pretty much of a wow. – I would say that's an all-star cast right there. We'll be sending out all those uh, – <laughs> I mean, it, this hey, is well, this a lot of I'm fun. Glad I'm, I'm glad I'm the opening act. You know, I'm like the warm-up act. <laughs> and then, then you get the real the real stars on afterwards. <laughs> no, hey, notice that. Notice this year. Think about it. I, I've ta- Scott and I, for 17, 18, you know how, you know how good friends we are. And th- mm-hmm. this year, I have, I have, who have I asked for all year? Associate well, head coach Jerome Tang. Okay, so you know. <laughs> You know where I like coming, and, and uh, I appreciate you, and I could not have been more excited for you. And I kind of wanted to text, honestly, at about 3 or 4 in the morning just to kind of ge- kind of gauge how that party was going. I did, did any bubbly make its way in there, or was it truly like blizzard smoothies, Baptist-type behavior? Um, well, you know, um, at the, you remember the Last Supper, right? And Jesus, you know, he broke the bread, and then they ate, and then he passed the cup, and he said, this wine is the New Testament in my blood, and as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. And so um, there there might have been some blessed wine being passed around, and we did it in remembrance of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's okay. I really, I thought moderate drink. it's, it's biblical. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, my mom always told me though, biblical, the wine was different, and there somehow the the the, the alcohol had was out of the wine or something like that. Yeah, I still can't yeah, quite yeah. My, my mom, that, but my mom believed that foolishness too. And, <laughs> and when I, <laughs> I, I and, and my mom, she's 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 just a precious woman, but <laughs> she she <laughs> it's amazing some of the things um, that people read and they come up in their own mind because of like our culture you know and so mm-hmm. but it's, it's funny man uh, yeah but there are moms who we love them and we've learned uh they've shaped us and and we can't you know we couldn't have done it without them but uh well there you go uh 
Listen, I appreciate it. Uh, I want to talk to you again at some point, you know, this week. If you get a moment, I know y'all got to start focusing now. But it's it's cool to have a few days of practice, really now grind and and get ready uh, for this. And uh, uh, this is going to be fun. Two old SWC yeah. foes. What a I mean, Jerome, this is awesome. I mean, this is this is what you do it for. Well, let me, let me ask you. you. You're I mean, you cover sports. You know our state, right? People think yeah. there's a huge perception out there that Texas is a football state. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, But was the last Texas team to play in the, the, the final, the championship in football? Right? They, they have a final four, right? You know, and was... Yeah, the last the, Texas the, college team, yeah, Texas against USC. Yeah, I mean... And now we got two Texas teams playing for a in the Final Four in basketball. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's uh, so so. It's, we're more than just a football state. Uh, there's some great basketball being played at every level in the state of Texas. Yeah. Our kids, our high school kids in the state, they don't have to leave the state to play for an elite program yeah. and for Hall of Fame coaches. We've got them all over the state. You know, and uh, it's just. Uh, I'm 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 hoping that from this, the young people, the young men, young women that are growing up in our state, they say, "Man, I'm gonna stay home. I'm gonna give my parents a gift that they can drive and come watch me play, and I'm gonna help teams in our state, you know, go to Final Fours and win national championships." Yeah, it is uh, it is incredible, and uh, I, I I totally agree with you, and uh, I'm so excited. Although, by the way. Good to go get some Louisiana and Georgia kids. Uh, and that's okay every once in a while. Y'all have done it, and you've done it to grow with great success. And that's a it's an awesome combination, what you've brought in. All right, Jerome, we got to get Davian on now. I'll oh, tell yeah, him you said hi, okay? Get the real star. Tell, tell him to get the real star on there. <laughs> All right, you're the best. I'll <laughs> talk right. to you soon. Congrats. All right, there he goes, Jerome Tang. Steven, we might need to – I, they were um, Davion was trying to call in. I'm sorry, we went a little long there, um, uh, and so let's see here. You want to go straight to uh, you want to go straight to uh, Davion? Can we and make and make some things up on the fly? Uh, yeah, if he calls me back. All right, all right it looks like we got him right now. So I'll uh, I'll work oh, on. Oh, good, good. Good. He was, you know, he's Johnny on the spot. David K. He was making these things happen. When you get a pastor on like Jerome Tang, things can go a little bit long, and I and I love that about Jerome. All right, all right, Davion. I'm sorry, sorry. We were busy there for a little bit. The phone line was busy because I know this will shock you. We had Jerome Tang on, and uh, Pastor <coughs> Tang was. Uh, was really kind of given uh, given his take on things, so we just we went a little long, but I don't think that shocks you, Davion. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> DK told me that it was going to take a little little minute. So, I'm just... well, I, listen, we're uh, we're so appreciative to have you, and uh, and congratulations. What was the uh, what was the celebration like, and, and what time did you actually uh, put the head on the pillow last night? Be honest. Uh, for me, I went to sleep around, um, say four, four a.m. 
I couldn't really. I, I usually don't sleep after games, especially after this one. This is a, a really big game for me and, and my teammates and the coaches. Uh, I don't think nobody got any sleep, though. Even Coach Drew said he was up all night. So <laughs> it was definitely a, a good feeling to have, though. <laughs> so tired, but a good kind of tired. If it may, by the way, a lot of the fans and and uh, I'm a Baylor alum. I was uh, I had a little hard time last night. I think I nodded off at about three thirty. Any uh, any Connect Four battles break out during the celebration <laughs> last night, or what were y'all uh, what were y'all up to? No, we just uh, you know hanging out, um, just spending time with each other, just uh, having that moment, man. Just thinking like, man, we're in the Final Four. Um, the job's not finished though for us. Um, we still. Mm-hmm. Trying to go one and zero each day. Uh, we're just looking forward to 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 playing our next opponent, um, and we're just gonna keep staying ready and keep getting ready. Yeah, it's uh, it was an amazing thing to watch. I mean, you you know how it, you felt. I mean, the, the Baylor family and everybody. It was just it it was incredible. Um, I'm I'm curious, Davion. Did you know? Uh, I, I noticed that uh, Maceo had tweeted something. At some point early in the Baylor women's game, like, hey, these girls are hooping right now. Did y'all? I mean, were you almost trying not to pay any attention to that because it ended obviously? And I know you've heard all this now in a very controversial play. Were you trying to avoid expending any emotional energy by sort of not watching what they were doing? Uh, no, nah, we uh we support our girls to the fullest. Um, we watch uh as much games as we could. Um, I remember we was watching. It was like 17 seconds left. We had to do our our pregame talk with Coach Drew. And, uh, we couldn't watch that last part, but the rest of the second half we got to watch it. I mean, it was a really good game. Um, the, those girls played their tail off, and then um, but we didn't get to send it in. But um, we just uh, blessed to be in the situation. I know they're blessed to be in the lead eight. I mean, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, though. So uh, yeah. Yeah, it does, and that was a, that was a tough outcome for them. I mean, you guys, uh, this is the this is the thing. I mean, it, it, does it even compute to you? I mean, I, you're someone who kind of knows a little bit of the history of the program. You probably heard about that, but 71 years um, ago, it happened. 1950. Is that does that just seem crazy to you that it's it's been that long? And and uh, does the, the historical part of that does it does it just make it even bigger the fact that it's been so long? Yeah, definitely. It, it was a crazy thing when I heard the the statistic, well, the stat or whatever. I was like, man, that's that's crazy. And it's like it's kind of just remind me of like the, the how Baylor didn't win the Big Twelve in a certain amount of time. Um, we just blessed to have this team um, to make history um, with these guys, man. It's it's a it's a really great feeling. Um, we just want to do it for the coaches. Um, do it for each other, and yeah. What was uh, uh, I talking to Davion Mitchell? Uh, he's up for Defensive Player of the Year, and uh, I got to ask you. Last night, I mean, that's had to be strange for you. Um, you, you, you're someone who really knows how to stay out of foul trouble, even though you love getting up in people's grill. Suddenly, I mean, that looked like a bad call early. And then, I mean, I one was like one just caught us all by surprise, and suddenly you're standing there for th- with three fouls um, after that unbelievable start. How how hard was that sitting over there with those three fouls and knowing, hey, I cannot go back in there in this first half, no matter if they go on a run or not. Yeah, it's definitely hard. I mean, I mean, refs made the calls. I mean, 
Only thing I can do is play. I mean, they're doing their jobs. They did a phenomenal job last night calling the game. But um, it was definitely hard sitting on the bench. And I know, I know Jerry was really extremely tired on the, um, on the floor. I mean, he told me like, "Hey, I ain't never, I ain't never had to do this. Just bring the ball up every time and do all this." I'm like, "Yeah, man, that's my bad." Um, I try not to get in foul trouble no more, just because I knew I put my team at risk. I mean, because making them play all those minutes and not being out there is um, definitely could have hurt them for the second half. So I'm just glad my teammates picked me up. And um, just stayed in it, kept their head up. And um, in the second half, they play they play really hard. Um, they play as hard as they can. And I tried to pick some things up in the second half. Well, you did a great job, and you got on a run there. And Davion, you uh, it, it seemed like they started switching everything. We we're just talking to Jerome Tang about that, and you found yourself with one of the one of their bigger guys. Uh, you know, they they had some length, but. It was it just one of those things, Davion, where you realized early in the second half, hey, I've you know, I there's there's just no way this guy can stay in front of me. Was that just an instinctual thing you realized? Because I mean, it it uh, you you started taking it to the hole almost every possession. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's definitely hard for a big to stand stay in front of me. I mean, especially because I'm way much shorter to the ground. He is. It's kind of hard for him to move laterally without fouling. I mean, just because he's so tall. Or, so I know I can take advantage and get into the rim and get in my teammates' shots, and that's what I wanted to do. I mean, I wanted to get my teammates open, and if, if I had a wide open layup, I took it. I mean, just credit for the the bigs, man. They they sealed the the guards off so they can't take charges, and they got me wide open lanes the, the whole game. All right, and and uh, Davion Mitchell, Baylor's uh, star guard. Uh, I love the uh, that early pass to Vital. I mean, how. How much, I mean, that was so cool. You had the no look, and you just kind of flipped it to him nonchalantly, um, and uh, and he got the dunk. How much do those splash plays, so to speak, the the especially like at the end, Vital seems to always get that one-handed dunk, and then Joshua had the great uh, had the great alley oop on one of those. How how much do those type plays even fuel you guys more? I think those plays fuel us like defensively. I mean, uh, knowing we get those big plays, we we all hype. The momentum is on us, and and our defense is already good. So when we got that energy coming off the offensive end after a big dunk or a big play or or an one or something, is definitely for, we definitely give problems to the other team. Um, offensively, they 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 kind of struggle just because we so into it. Um, we all locked in. It's like a we playing as hard as we can after those big dunks and stuff like that. So. Uh, it definitely fuels us on the defensive end. All right, and and then um, defensively, like we, when you have uh, that many fouls the second half, did you have to train change your approach? The only thing I saw occasionally on a play you might challenge if a guy was close to getting a layup, you might back off. Um, what what do you have to do? You still took a charge one time, and you know that was yeah. I think scary for everybody because you never exactly know what the the ref's going to do what did yeah. what was your mentality like with three fouls in the second half uh i just try not to um get those ticky tack fouls the ref's call i mean i try not to uh, get close to them yeah i could have took a charge on a couple of them but like you said you don't know what the ref's gonna call they might say your feet is moving so i just choose not to do that because um it was definitely hard to play with three fouls um coming in the second half i mean you just can't you can't be as aggressive as you as you want to be um, I couldn't really get into the ball handler, and that charge I took a, 
I kind of didn't want to take it, but he like ran me over so hard. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I gotta fall. Like I have no no choice. So I took a chance, and I'm just glad the ref called charge. Because if you had called block, man, man, that would have been that would have been hard for me. <laughs> that definitely would have been hard for me. <laughs> It is uh, it is Davion Mitchell, uh, Baylor uh, combo guard. We'll call him. He can play the point. He can play the shooting. He can really play uh, any position. Uh, Davion, who was the first person you either heard from or reached out to uh, after y'all celebrated on the court for a while? I'm sure you got back and you wanted to uh, get in touch. I don't know if you've got some family there with you uh at, you know at the in the stands but what was the who was the first person you wanted to reach out to and celebrate that moment with other than your teammates uh definitely my mom and um she supported me the whole way and my my grandma my dad and and definitely my girlfriend she's been here the whole time um she supported me the whole way man she's uh you can see her out there on on in the fans throwing my picture up um she's she supported me through the whole way, man. Um, I'm just blessed to have that support system and my mom and they coming down from, they drove down here like a lot of hours. They took time off of work just to come see me play. So I'm just blessed to have that support system behind me throughout this whole journey. Okay. You know, every Baylor fan possible is going to try to pack you into that. They're only going to allow 22%, but you know, they're headed that way. Mm-hmm. Now you said when you're, uh, when your relatives holding up the sign, is it a, is it one of those big head, fat head type things, like your your whole head, or is it just a smaller sign of you? Oh no, my girlfriend has a a big sign. I mean, if you look up in the stands, you'll see it's a, it's pretty big because <laughs> you're actually <laughs> spotted after the game. <laughs> oh, your girlfriend? Okay, I missed that. I got you. And she, yeah. uh, we got to get her some TV time. All right, and uh, yeah, for we'll, sure, uh, we got to get the cameras <laughs> so she holds your picture up. Okay, good. Now we know who that is now. All right. Well, Davion, this is uh, this is uh, pretty exciting. As you can imagine, the celebration uh, back on campus is pretty huge, and I um, it's it's got to be strange to then stay in the bubble. But uh, uh, that's uh, have you heard from uh, your buddy who I know he had to leave the bubble because uh, Oregon finally got beat the other night. But did Will yeah. have you heard from Will since uh, Will Richardson, the guard from Oregon, since you uh, got in the Final Four? Oh, I talked to him a little bit, and I mean, not as much. I mean, he just told me good game, and we talked to okay. him a little bit and see what he was doing afterwards. But, um, yeah, I mean, he uh, he had a great run. Um, USC is a really good team, and it was it was tough for them too. But it was a good game, man. Um, yeah. Who do you think? Uh, will you watch? I guess you'll be watching these games pretty closely tonight. Do you? Uh, mm-hmm. What do you? What do you? When you watch these games, how do you? Do you kind of watch them like a fan, or do you watch it from like a almost trying to scout them out and and really try to pick up on tendencies and everything? And and uh, and and who do you uh, uh, are, are? Is there anybody you're like for in these things, or not really? No, not really. I mean, when Oregon was playing, I was kind of like a fan of Will because mm-hmm. I wanted him to win. But um, not no. When I watch these games, I'm looking at like scouting these dudes, like see what they like to do. Um, see who's their best player and see if what hand he likes to drive with, what hand he likes to shoot the ball with, or little things like that, like um, things that I can help our bigs with. I mean, like ball screen reads, like coming off the ball screen, what they're going to do, how we're going to get you the ball, and things like that. I mean, I don't really look at it as a fan thing. 
All right, all right. Well, you know, it's interesting watching Gonzaga. They have the guy with the handlebar mustache, the Fu Manchu, Drew Timmy, and uh, yeah. y'all have the mullets. You got the mullet brothers, so <laughs> lots of hair, lots of hair involved in this thing. But uh, And by the way, Raftery, you know, the famous CBS uh, commentator, uh, I, I wish you could hear some of this. Uh, when During the games, Davion, he – I don't think he's ever loved a player more than you. Like, he just gets, like, you know, he's like in his 80s, and he just really? goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. When you when you turn the corner and all, do all that stuff, he's like he's like screaming, and, I mean, it's pretty funny. <laughs> tell him I said thank you if you ever get to talk to him. Yeah, I'll tell Bill Raftery if we get to talk to him. You know, he's the guy that says all the things, like, if you get the off the glass, he says, the kiss or whatever. And so, anyway, oh, okay, I think he, okay. was, he was calling you up. Uh, a smooch or whatever. He was calling you the locomotive and the lights are on. I mean, he was, yeah. So, and then he had, I think he had you as a, either a cornerback or a safety in the NFL at one point. So I think you intercepted that pass. So, you know, that one time you read a pass. So, yeah. So anyway, he was all over the place. I know you want to play in the NBA, but if you don't want to, Raftery now has you in the NFL as well. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, hey, Davion, congratulations. Keep enjoying it. And then I know you'll focus on uh, Houston. Cannot wait to see you guys uh, Saturday night. Uh, just have a fun time with it and just know uh, you have made, uh, you have helped make a lot of Baylor alums and the, and the Baylor Nation uh, very, very happy. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You bet. You bet. There he goes. Davion Mitchell, the man, uh, where's number 45? In honor of the uh, the great Tweety Carter, former Baylor great, and then also um, the, uh, uh, well, Donovan Mitchell, who's uh, one of the great players in the NBA, wears 45 as well. And Davion has similar game, both kind of just powerful, explosive guys. I Donovan Mitchell uh, in the NBA does not quite play the uh, the defense that Davion plays. But Davian doesn't quite have like the I don't know maybe he does have the explosion he doesn't dunk as much as Donovan but we'll see as as uh, everything unfolds here all right great stuff thank you Stephen for working that out as we've just gone back to back we'll take a we'll take a break and then uh, next Stephen and I are going to talk for a second catch up on some things and then uh, the voice of the Bears John Morris himself who was on the call last night will join us. From Indy, it's all next. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. On March 29, 2021, M&M Broadcasters LTD, licensee of KRZI 1660 kHz, Waco, Texas, filed an application with the Federal Communications Commission for renewal of license. Members of the public wishing to view this application or obtain information about how to file comments and petitions can visit publicfiles.fcc.gov and search in KRZI's public file. The Baylor Club, located inside McLean Stadium, offers ample room to spread out for any event 
including business meetings and social gatherings. Host your next function with confidence and let their certified event planner handle all of your requests. With access to a dozen or more spaces throughout McLean Stadium, they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable, and socially distant setting. Contact the Baylor Club and Rebecca today at 254-710-8076 to inquire about all available options. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco, and online at Automatic Chef Canteen. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, Diamore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Steven, I just got a text from Buddy. He said, did, did I watch Justin Fields' pro day? Like, I mean, I'm just, I'm just basking in the glow of my alma mater going to the Final Four. I'm just not real plugged in, not exactly the most plugged in right now to Justin Fields Pro Day. I mean, we had Jerome Tang, the associate head coach. We had Davion Mitchell, really one of the star players for the Bears, the engine. What do they call him, Stephen? The pace car. The pace car for the Bears, for this team. He, uh, he, he, he lit it up for us. It was great. It was great to have him on, Stephen. Uh, fun show. Fun show when you can have... And we're getting ready to have John Morris on 
Uh, so lots to get to. Steven, I, I'm just not, I got to say, I kind of leave that to Glenn Stretch Smith <laughs> to dial in on Justin Fields' pro day. Pro day. He yeah, ran I'm, a 4 I'm, 4 today, if you're curious. Okay, good. Good. I mean, that is great. I mean, I'm all for that. Okay, I hope he had a great pro day. And I may dig in on that at some point. But I, I'm sitting here, first time since 1950. You know who was two years old in 1950, Stephen? My dad. Okay? So as a two-year-old, the Bears, I don't think he had any reality of that. The Baylor Bears went to the Final Four. And then he has to wait 71 more years. How do you do that to my dad? <laughs> and they go to the Final I'm not going to say my mom's age. I'm going to leave that out. But uh, dad doesn't mind. All right. It, I mean, that's just I just I think of that the perspective of how long it's been. Love those old guys that back then. Bill Henderson, Jackie Robinson was on one of those teams back then. Forty-eight. I don't know if he's on that fifty team. Jackie Rob, not the Jackie Robinson you're thinking about. Different Jackie Robinson. Hadn't quite integrated at that point. I think they would, Stephen. I think that was about maybe about seventeen more years before that happened. And uh, but uh, these bears are something. And uh, this was uh, this was exciting. And uh, I knew for one night I'd never try to reach out to John Morris, voice of the Bears, Stephen, at like late crazy times. But last night, like one thirty, one or one thirty, because I knew he was up late. You know, we're just texting back and forth, just joke yoking it up. Yucking it up. I don't know what yoking means. All right, Stephen. Uh, we got. Do we have some breaking news? Do we need to. Do we need to tell some folks some things? I mean, I, I always love it when you deliver this. But you may be calling John right now. Okay, good, good. Love it. I love it. All right, uh, Stephen has stepped into the ESPN Central Texas newsroom, and Stephen, something just came off the wire involving the NFL and its schedule. What do we have? So the NFL has approved a 17-game regular season, and it will start uh, this season. There will be 17 regular season games. So for the Cowboys, if you're wondering what does that mean for their schedule, they are adding a matchup against New England on the road, Dallas at New England, with the addition of the 18th week of the schedule. With the bye week, it'll be 17 games uh, in the NFL regular season now. Stephen, help me out here. You can't go. You can't be a five hundred team anymore. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> Jason Garrett is happy. He he can only be eight and nine or nine and eight. <laughs> you can only go one way or the other. Very interesting. All right. Well, I thought they fought this thing. I feel like Demora Smith. Did you read that? Did you ever get around to reading that whole piece on the union and stuff? Golly, sometimes it seems like the owners get one over on the players and they get their extra game. Okay? And the players will get a little extra money, but it's, you know, it, it's it, the owners always win. In the end, the owners are always going to get the biggest piece of the pie. We understand that. Players are the ones out there. They're the entertainment. Their lives are on the line. But Stephen, how how does this play out? Let me make sure I got this right. Cowboys will add New England as their 17th game. And that game will be played in Foxborough. Uh, it'll it will yes, not be played correct. here at ATT Stadium. So does that mean the Cowboys will have eight home games and nine road games? 
I'd have to look at the schedule, but that would seem to make sense. Yep. Okay. You like when I'm doing all this math? I mean, I really feel like I'm doing some good things here. Man, this is gonna. This is interesting. They they were always pushing for an expanded season. Now they wanted to go crazy, expanded to like twenty or something stupid. Uh, I you know what I don't ever want. You know, I don't the 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 NFL playoffs generally are are viewed as the best playoffs in all the sports. So you you just don't want to mess too much with any of that, and you don't want to elongate the, the the regular season too much. I mean, this is probably not a big deal. One more game. Fans are going to be fine with that. Fantasy football people, they'll be fine with one more week before the playoffs. I never do anything in the playoffs. My team's already dead by the like week five of the regular season. So, I mean, it doesn't – Team Art Vandalay, we've struggled – or in the Art Vandalay League. But my team, Team Griffmo, we've struggled heavily. Professor at Baylor, Dr. Blair Browning, he's been the commissioner of the league for a lot of years. I don't know. He's never really rewarded us. I think we had one year in the money all those years. Blair mainly just has to kind of – Stephen, as I was coming out of my my fog after a horrible, tough, tough surgery, a, a, a spinal fusion surgery, I mean, the first call I got was my friend Blair Browning from Baylor saying – Where's your hundred dollars for the fantasy season? <laughs> well, hey, I got I got something that can cheer you up. We got a special guest on the phone, and <laughs> oh, I, good, want, I wanted to play some audio here to introduce him today. Oh, good, good, do that. Fallon and triple zeros on the clock. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are headed to the Final Four. Baylor wins over Arkansas tonight in the Elite Eight here in Indianapolis. Final score: Baylor eighty-one. Arkansas 72. Well, love that. And that was the voice uh, of the Bears, John Morris. And uh, John, I mean, I like I like it. You know what, you know what Pat will do? He'll kind of he knows when when John Morris has that special call, you just pat pat powers down and he just he's like, hey, this this is John's John's that was great. Love it. Love the call, love the moment. And, uh, John, you always just speak from the heart. <clears throat> that light, how often have you used the light the tower green? Where, where does that, uh, and I, I assume that's a uh, Pat Neff. I mean, I hope I know my Baylor, my Baylor history after being a fourth generation, uh, Baylor student, but, uh, we, how often have you used that? Uh, yeah, I don't know how many times, but it's kind of reserved for, uh, kind of big events, special <laughs> occasions, conference championships, final four, things like that. So, uh, it really wasn't, uh, you know, some people said if you got something planned or you know what you're going to say, and I didn't want to do that because it sounds planned and it sounds rehearsed yeah. and you never know what the situation's going to be at the end of the game. But uh, uh, I thought that fit. And, and you're talking about Pat. He is so good about if you listen to the rest of the cut, you know, Pat just jumps in and, and really amplifies what I've already said. And so uh, Pat's just the best. He just does such a great job. Yeah. Yeah, I tell Pat I'm sorry Stephen cut off his part. I really am. I, I would have liked to have let people hear Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on, Simcox. Simcox knew where to go with this thing. But, yeah, you and Pat, it's so it's so fun. to, to and, and, and the Bears going to the Final Four, there have been those close moments at Duke game, you know, always comes uh, flooding back and uh, – um, John, were you were you like a lot of us? Did you did you kind of try to disconnect 
<clears throat> from that women's game almost to kind of keep your spirits where they needed to be. I mean, I, I had to go take a walk. I mean, I almost had to just go walk around the block and get my wits back about me. I mean, we're all battling. LeBron James was 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 complaining about the call. I mean, it was a really tough way to, on so many levels, to lose that game. Did you almost try not to watch the the women, or how did you handle that? But uh, leading up to the game, because you had to do the pregame show almost right after, right after the uh, women's game. Yeah, no, it hand, it, it kind of happened uh, very naturally because we were set up and ready to go and focused on our game. And uh, I wasn't watching the women's game right at the end there, but I very quickly heard about it and then saw the videos. So. It didn't take yeah. long uh, for for us to see how that game ended, which was really really tough. But no, I didn't purposely uh, stay away from it at all. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, I that's just uh, interesting. They, they, we just had Davion Mitchell on, and he said they were watching it, and he said Coach Drew, and maybe this was Scott on purpose. He said the last seventeen seconds of the game, they they had to turn it off because Scott had to do his pregame speech. So they were all in there watching it, and Maceo had tweeted about it, and so they didn't get to see it. So I think the way Davion made it sound is that <clears throat> I don't think he knew who won. Oh, you know, they really? had ni- wow. they had 19 seconds to go, and they had to, they were down one, and then obviously the controversial play happened, and uh, oh man, that was a <clears throat> that was a rough one. But we'll talk about the exciting one. John Morris, voice of the Bears, on with us from Indianapolis. Um, and, uh, John, it just had to be uh, – uh, first of all, what did you think, you know, just the way that game unfolded? Bears come out with just that whirling dervish that they do sometimes. Passing the ball, great. For, as, a, as a broadcaster slash alum of the school, I mean, when you saw those uh, uh, first few threes drop, you saw Jared hit one early, didn't you just sort of get that feeling, hey, this may be our night? Uh, exactly, and especially coming off the Villanova game when it was a rough night shooting for Jared and a rough night for the team, three for 19 from three-point range. And so that's what, you know, that's like best-case scenario. Come out, hit your first few shots, jump to a big lead. You think, all right, this is good. I mean, and, and Baylor and Pat and I really expected that because they very rarely have two off-shooting games in a row and uh, Villanova would certainly qualify as an off-shooting game. So it was a great start, jumped uh, Arkansas quick. And, and you know, Matt, the, the interesting thing is it put Arkansas right in their uh, comfort level because they've come from double digits down 10 times to win games this year. Mm-hmm. So they just got it out of the way quick. They fell down by double digits really quick in the game, and then they said, all right, let's go to work. Yeah, I thought the big moment, John, that, that Note was a really good player for them. And, and, I mean, it was almost like that snuck up on their coach or something. I mean, he fouls out with, like, 14 minutes left. At one point, they get that game to, like, four points. And I'm starting to get uncomfortable. Uh, I don't know if it's 60 to 52. You know, somewhere around there. You know, it, it's it's a four-point game. And then Maceo just calmed everybody down. I mean, he just – those back-to-back threes were just enormous. I mean, it, it, isn't it funny? John, have you ever – think about this. Have you ever seen a player 
with a shot that looks like that. I mean, we've had, we have think about all the players we've watched over the years. I, I used to love, actually, Julius Denton had a good-looking shot. I always wished he shot more from outside. I'm trying to think of some of the weirdest shots. Briggs may have had one. I, a little strange. Briggs would shoot from when he walked in the gym, and he, and he stayed on campus for about 10 more years. Um, can you remember anybody that reminds you of Maceo? Over the years, I mean that. It, I mean, think about. That. I don't know how that'll translate to the NBA, but I was just thinking about it last night. I mean, it's pretty crazy to kind of have that hitch and then shoot the ball, and it's so pure. Yeah, the only the only one I can think of since you asked that question is uh, is Rico Gather shooting free throws. Now you remember that he was yeah, kind of like yeah. a kind of like a sidewinder, and it was almost like he wasn't straight on with the bucket. Maybe that was on purpose, and he would throw it up there, and every once in a while it'd go in. But he he had kind of an odd looking uh, delivery of the ball. But that was just at the free throw line. The rest of the time he was dunking it, so it really didn't matter. Do you remember? Did Terry Teagle shoot? Kind of, you know, he 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 was better almost when people were all over him or in his face. Yeah. Did he kind of bring it almost Jamal Wilkes like way back, kind of behind his head? It just seemed like he had a high delivery. It wasn't exactly like a a Jared Butler pure pure shooting form. I mean, he was obviously still in my mind maybe the greatest Baylor player ever. Uh, what was what was his stroke like, as you recall? You know, I kind of remember it like you do, kind of a uh, you know back behind his head, and then then really smooth motion. Uh, I can uh, you know think about if he had had the three points line, you know, three point shot. How many more points would Terry Teagle have scored? So, uh, but uh-huh. I, I kind of remember it that way too. I mean, it was a it was a good looking shot, but he did kind of bring it back, maybe over his head or behind his head, and then let it go. Till Nunley, I said, he, I think he would have scored 12 points a game with a three-point line. <laughs> I will tell him. Yeah, Pat knew his role. He was a great role player with that team, wasn't he? Shoot, he could – I think three-point line, I mean, he could shoot it from out there. I do really – I mean, I'm kidding. I think he still could can. 18 to he 20 points can, yeah. a game. Yeah, he was he was really good. Now, you have a show to do. Uh, what can we expect, uh, John? This is exciting. You'll be uh, – Right there, uh, coming off a fun night. Uh, hopefully, you and Pat went out and celebrated in your own way. Had a couple of Dr. Peppers. What can we expect on the show today? Well, we did not go out. We walked back to the hotel after the game <laughs> and got back, and uh, that was way past our curfew. But we we both agreed that we were we were pretty wired at that point. Uh, and you know, we're in the Eastern Time Zone, so it's like one thirty Eastern Time when we got back here to the hotel. So. Uh, came straight back here and did a little work and uh, then crashed a little bit, woke up this morning and was ready to go again. So it's amazing what adrenaline, you know, the winning adrenaline can do for you. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, we're going to visit with John Jacobs, Baylor assistant coach. Uh, Mm. John is uh, such a good good guy and such a great coach. And to listen to him, you kind of learn stuff about basketball just by listening to him. So, um, visited with him and recorded that a little while ago. So we've got that coming up and just kind of recap our thoughts from last night, uh, men's game, women's game, and, uh, uh, you know, try to tie a bow on that women's uh, game in the season. Hear from Kim Mulkey, uh, her post game, a little bit of that last night. So that's coming up in the next hour, Matt. Yeah. Well, John, I appreciate it. it between Jerome Tang, uh, Coach Jakus, 
Ty Beard. I mean, I feel like they've got just a whole, and Scott, too, like a whole uh, coaching staff of pastors. It's like they just got a bunch of ministers, you know? <laughs> That's right. No, you're you're not far off there. That's for sure. And thanks for including Ty Beard in that group, too. You bet. You bet. Love hearing from him. And, and I've, I've been kind of watching him through this process. He does a great job. All right. Uh, John's next. We appreciate you, John. And uh, it has been the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Back tomorrow with a lot more as we get you ready for the Baylor Bears in the Final Four. John Morris Show next.